0: Welcome back, everyone, to another Rocket Trade podcast. This is Market Updates, one we missed out on last week. So we're going to be talking a little bit about the stocks we were talking about a couple weeks ago, where they're at now, and then we're going to get into a little bit of news with Goldman Sachs. That's so uh, to start things off, um, Jim, do you did you see Rocket Labs lately?
1: I have, and I've seen some pretty good growth, but I'm going to wait for you to kind of talk about it. I'll put my input in later. So-
0: Alright, sweet. So, uh, yeah, if any of you remember, we were talking about Rocket Labs being the main competitor to SpaceX now as they had got the contract with NASA to actually uh, start building a, I forget forget what kind, it was like a photon rocket ship or something like that to go to Mars. Now, back before the uh, the company went public, um, I think they went public via a SPAC merger, I believe it was definitely before 2020 when this uh this stock if you search up the ticker RKLB you can see that it is in um November 24th was the IPO date I believe that was for the company that actually acquired Rocket Labs so like i said a merger right. okay sweet so um yeah so they had this back date I completely forgot about this stock. I won't lie. I was really hyped for it. The weekend came and I forgot about it. Yeah. I regret
1: it. <laughs> uh, you were the one who was kind of pushing for it. And uh, it did grow a lot. So it would have been nice uh, little uh, treat with there by the end of the week.
0: Yeah. So for all those wondering how much it did go up. So we started on September 2nd. Our open price was $10.20. And by September 9th, so the next week, we actually hit a close price of twenty dollars and seventy two cents. So you would have had a hundred percent return in a week.
1: Sweet Yeah. It's crazy. Uh
0: so that's uh that's that's the T I guess for Rocket Labs. Um definitely gonna keep up with them as of recent too because they're they're kind of hitting a consolidatory period. We're at fifteen dollars and forty one cents right now. Um just popping into the hourly view and we're definitely hitting quite a bit of consolidation. So the next time we get a good news catalyst, I will definitely be looking into Rocket Labs for some further investment.
1: And hopefully this time trade into it.
0: <laughs> yeah, this time <laughs> this time actually making the trade instead of forgetting about it.
1: Oh my god. Um yeah, know it would have been a nice payday, but uh you win some, you lose some, right? And you didn't really lose, exactly. you just missed out.
0: Yeah, yeah. No no losses, thankfully. I mean course being september and all the market is down pretty pretty heavily in a lot of different areas my portfolio is still at a my long long value portfolio is at a one percent return right now and i think i was averaging about three percent on all my etfs beforehand in just a month Mm -hmm. so
1: my one position is doing pretty good i guess but uh palantir is not showing any signs to slow down so i don't think i'm gonna be substantially losing there but uh yeah, so there, it's been kind of building up to spend on an all time high for, uh, like, the markets have been going pretty up, and everybody was saying it's a bubble. So we kind of, like, everybody was kind of predicting kind of a fall and what better month than September, I guess.
0: Yeah, exactly. Historically, September being the worst month for the market.
1: Yeah. Um,.
0: um but yeah, aside from Rocket Labs, I don't know if we actually had a podcast about this, but there is a company that was going through a lot of momentum trading um, called Eterian. So the ticker A-T-E-R. And essentially that was just um, retail investor spikes. So kind of, um, I forget what they call it. I guess we can call it a meme stock. So they just were trading for, there's no catalyst in the news. They started trading pretty hot. So I got in um, to a position and actually lost a little bit of money. Uh, it was nothing major. Like I think it was like $20 or something, but I didn't realize that there was, um, trading volume with, um, retail traders as well at that time. And I think I would have been in and out around the $6 mark. So somewhere around there. And, um, (laughs) seems to be my luck about a week later. Um, I'm looking right now a week later we hit a high of uh the high was nineteen dollars and ten cents so that would have been like um, about a one hundred fifty percent return one hundred forty percent so uh
1: yeah, it went down immediately after that. I guess it's kind of climbing its way back up probably right now uh so i' i have it on my wisp wait right list for sure. Cause, uh we i think we did talk about it uh in the podcast before. Cause that's when I had it on my, my race, but, uh or my watch list, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's I'm taking me.
0: a look at it right now too. And uh, just on the daily chart, it looks like we might be having a head and shoulders, which yeah, we might have another, another uh, spike, but I guess that's going to all depend on the retail traders if they want to start pushing it again um, or if they don't, but there's no, no real catalyst. So you have to really depend on price action mm-hmm. for this.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Other than yes. That,
0: aside aside from this, you you had something about Goldman
1: Sachs. Goldman you, Sachs. Yes, I love I I love this company. They just come up with the funny shit. Um. Well, it's not funny, but it's like interesting. They're going head to head with Cassie Woods ARC Investments uh, for technology with a new ETF called ETK. Wait, what was it again? Uh, GTG right? Yeah, G So GTEK. That's the ticker uh and they're trying to identify the next tech mooshas to stay on uh to stay on the right side of disruption and innovation according to their head uh, ceo i guess katie katie court coke coach i don't know k-o-c-h i don't know how you spell that anyways um so there's uh this new etf is supposed to go with like or supposed to be feeding off uh innovative companies that are kind of uh, new in the market with really high uh, interests, uh, social interests, as well as uh, uh, kind of a momentum building up for them. So um, definitely looking at that one as a potential investment in the future. Uh, Goldman Sachs are very well-established. They're very uh, reputable for, for being a safe blue chip kind of company to invest in. So their ETFs should not be disappointing at all i'm always skeptical of what kathy wood does and arc does they're not doing they're not having the best month right now so uh goldman sachs is definitely a good or the g tech is definitely a good uh replacement atf uh, for Archie.
0: Hmm. i know i i follow goldman sachs a little bit not as heavily as you do but i do i do really find that you have a good prediction there with them being a good uh, blue chip company. So um, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on this ETF for a good entry point. Mm-hmm. I know the two days that they have been on the market so far, they've been fluctuating between 40 and $41. So um, once I kind of see the direction and we see some stabilization of that ETF, uh, I'll probably be getting into it.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of moves for the tech, uh, for the tech world. There's a also a company in, uh, or a conglomerate in uh, Japan, um, what are they called, Softpoint, something like that. Anyways, they're looking to add uh, $7 billion, or $5 billion, sorry, to their initial investment uh, uh, in tech companies in Latin America. Because I guess... And- oh,
0: Soft, are you talking about SoftBank?
1: SoftBank, yes, that's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're looking to like add in more funds, and it looks like, um Latin America has been a really good center for uh, technology companies uh, due to, I guess, it's, what is it? It's like professional but cheaper labor than, I guess, the U.S. or wherever in Europe. Europe. Uh, that's, that's why where a
0: lot of that stuff is sour- so, uh, outsourced, too. Right? Outsourced, so. yeah,
1: also. Um, and they have, like, really nice universities, really uh, well-educated people. And that's also one of the reasons. Um, and so a lot of technology companies are emerging from there and uh, softbank again headquarters in Japan they're making a move for that area which uh could lead to some pretty interesting things
0: yeah no for sure I think that's uh definitely another another good thing to keep your eye on especially with like everything going on with the world right now as we come to a, what I'm hoping is a stabilization of the economy because of the decreasing covid re- uh, levels, I don't know how they are globally, but I know in Canada most um, most places it's becoming a little bit more regulated. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not having we might our cases have been increasing slightly, but um, mm-hmm. we're we're able to have a better ha- a better handle over them, and we have a higher recovery right now.
1: Yeah. So. Um. The. Here's funny like. I thought, like, I'm also very interested in anything that is going on outside of the US because I believe that growing the markets outside of the US is uh, beneficial for also the US markets just to kind of stay in these competitive rates. Uh, the more people put money into US stocks or US markets, the more uh, this is kind of like there's like this inflative growth right um Mm -hmm. and we were in our class in corporate finance uh i think two days ago and we were looking at how much uh, money is versed into each uh uh, market and the u.s had 56 percent of the overall capitalization for uh like market capitalization uh as opposed to second place which was japan for a whopping six percent so a huge discrepancy there yeah uh, I
0: did not know that.
1: It's uh, it was interesting to see. I thought Japan would be a bit higher, uh, but they are making that growth. I think they were up from like uh, shoot like four percent in like two thousand five or something like that. Like it's
0: okay. So pretty steady uh, increase, oh, yeah. especially for a metric of that size. Oh, yeah, that's oh, alive, yeah. So yeah.
1: I, I feel like yeah, Japanese markets did boom like for a while, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's good to see that kind of international growth.
0: Yeah, for sure. It definitely helps out with uh, what's starting to help out a little bit more with the uh, conversion rate for, uh, well, I, I don't know about other currencies, but the USDCAD pair, so uh, United States dollar and Canadian dollar. Um, it's been slightly starting to get better. And I think um, as we start to have more international expansion, mm-hmm. that, that, that dollar value will just start to um, reach an equilibrium with the US dollar. And maybe eventually we'll even have a uh cryptocurrency like uh, they do in what is it Salvador?
1: Salvador, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, Salvador is our as our uh, global currency, but
1: uh will be a good day. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. But aside from that, Goldman Sachs did have some bad news.
1: Oh. Lord.
0: Not that it was Goldman Sachs fault entirely, but um they they're not 100% sure what's going on yet. They're still investigating, but they do believe that there was some insider trading going on.
1: Uh-oh which is a big no-no yeah, for so, the SEC if you didn't know.
0: So we don't know if that was necessarily with Goldman Sachs or if it was like with um with this other company, G-Sky, Green Sky. It was a tech company. Um, it was an acquisition from Goldman Sachs of acquiring this company, but what actually happened and what the biggest issue was was that th- there was a lot of options trading, a volume increase before the actual acquisition date, mm-hmm. and this led one trader to enter an option position of uh, total value around 40 grand mm-hmm. and that that ended up being about five dollars per contract and the same trader was able to raise their profit by three thousand nine hundred percent in one day, oh, which right. means their total portfolio size went to 1.6 million after exercising the contracts jeez so it's not just the one trader that's like if it was one trader it'd be like, okay, lucky, lucky play, maybe we won't right. consider insider trading yet. But we actually had um higher volume mm-hmm. of those same call options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was one hundred and fifty-three prior the like the information was released mm-hmm. to to people inside the organization. Mm-hmm. And then um the week before the deal was actually announced to the public, it rose to seven thousand. So, someone was trading. Uh, I and I mean, more than
1: one person for sure. I mean, I mean, okay, I'm looking at an article from CNBC. I don't know if you're looking at it as well, but they have it in headlines to, that thing that I'm looking and that I'm thinking of, which is nobody's that lucky.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, one person might be somewhat lucky, not not that lucky, but like they might buy a contract that's a little bit more conservative, right? Um, but this, this contract, like I said, the one that rose to 1.6 million, it was, um, so the trader, it was 8,000 different contracts. Yeah. Um, they were trading at five cents a time, which means they were $5 a contract. Cause for whoever doesn't know one contracts, a hundred shares, mm-hmm. um, and the strike price was $10, uh, $10.
1: Yeah.
0: And if I go look up the ticker right now. Before this trade would have taken place, they were trading at
1: $9. Buddy. So $10 is a pretty... Yeah, Buddy flew way too close to the sun. <laughs> yeah.
0: So anyway, that's what's going on with Goldman Sachs, aside from their Tech ETF. And I just thought it was worth noting that it's not all good news, but...
1: Well, somebody's about to get sacked. Didn't... Sorry, had to uh i like that we can end this now
0: (laughs) yeah so with that thanks for coming to our podcast tune in tomorrow for stock stories we're going to be talking about gen z and just how financially stable we are and going against all odds everyone thinks we don't know how to manage our money but actually we do so we'll see you tomorrow have a good one
1: peace